One of the things under-recognised, and it's been commented on but only passingly, was the Queen's dedication to her religious faith, which may well have inspired and sort of really underwritten that incredible ethic of service that she gave. Uh, Andrew West, who's my colleague on The Religion Report, joins us now. Good morning, Andrew. Always good to be with you, Jerry. Um, now, it has been mar- remarked, but only in passing. She was really a very strong Anglican, was she not? And very dedicated. And if anything, as I think the Bishop of Manchester said yesterday, very briefly on Radio National Breakfast, uh, her faith grew and motivated her even more as she grew older. Absolutely correct, Jerry. It grew. Her faith grew in a very public way. Um, I, It wasn't really until the year 2000, remember then, by then, you know, she was a grandmother, a mature lady in her 70s, that her first Christmas speech in the year 2000 was one that emphasised her Christian connection. Um, It it emphasised very much her Christian inspiration. She simply made the point, um, why are we marking the year 2000? Because it is the 2000th anniversary of the birth of Jesus Christ. In the years since then, the public utterances of her faith have become much more pronounced. Um, Back in 2014, she was really very explicit when she said in her Christmas message, for me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, is an inspiration and the anchor in my life. You don't really get much more explicit in an expression of your faith than that. And yet she was light touch, wasn't she, in those Christmas speeches about uh, the role of faith? Because it's not something that is, you know, in the in the modern firmament nearly to mm. the extent that it would have been. So she was careful. Am I right? Uh, well, because absolutely, Jerry. because she knew that she was presiding over, as Simon Heffer uh, said so eloquently, um, a Commonwealth family that was multi-faith. Uh, and, of course, she was presiding over a, a United Kingdom that was not only intensely multicultural but multi-faith. Uh, one of the interesting things she did was make a very uh, explicit effort to appoint a number of uh, leading Muslim figures in Britain to be uh, Lord's Lieutenant in various counties. Um, she ennobled, I think, uh, former Chief Rabbi of the United Kingdom. So while she was the Supreme Governor of the Church of England, and indeed her coronation oath committed her to defending Protestant Britain, Uh, she was very aware that she had to be inclusive as a monarch, and that included Britain's growing non-Christian community. But of course, she also made incredible outreach uh, to the Catholic world as well. She met six popes, six popes, uh, the most recent, of course, being Pope Francis, and they got on extremely well Uh, She met six popes. She met uh, Pope John Paul II, I think, three times. Uh, She met Pope Benedict uh, once. And in fact, she received Pope Benedict on the first ever official state visit that a pope had made to the United Kingdom. Popes had made pastoral visits to the United Kingdom for the, the Catholic population. But Pope Benedict in 2010, I think it was, made the first state visit it's a highly of a successful and that visit was at the queen's e- and it was a- and very poignantly um she sent her husband to the airport to greet the pope when he arrived in scotland he flew into scotland so these were very significant things she'd done 
in terms of religious bridge building. She came, remember, she came to uh, to the throne at a time in the 1950s when there was still a fair bit of sectarianism and the worst of the sectarianism in Northern Ireland, the Troubles, was yet to take place. So she really saw her role as something of a, of a religious bridge builder, um, not simply as the defender of Protestant faith, even though that is what she was sworn to do. And I understand she appointed a female chaplain too some time ago. She appointed a number of female chaplains. Um, Remember, of course, um, uh, there was a great debate uh, in the Anglican Church about whether to Mm. indeed even have women priests. Uh, But the Queen, yes, I'm trying to... um, uh, to recall, uh, she appointed um, a female chaplain. Uh, this is uh, Rose Hudson Wilkin, who is now a bishop. And not only is she uh, a female chaplain, she's the first black woman bishop in the uh, Church of England. And she was one of the Queen's favourite chaplains. She actually played a significant role at the wedding of uh, Harry and Meghan Markle. So that was another way in which the Queen's I guess you could say rather capacious religious beliefs showed, not just in her attitude to other faiths, but wanting to bring and to demonstrate bringing women into the full leadership of the Church of England, of which she was obviously the supreme governor. Um, and so she and she she kept worshipping, did she? That was something that uh, this wasn't just a notional thing. It, it actually mattered to her. I, a former, one of her former senior courtiers, who, who whom I met several years ago, said that it was very rare for the Queen to ever miss a Sunday at which she didn't worship. Uh, now, of course, she nearly always found an Anglican church to worship in. Of course, when she was in Scotland, she always worshipped as a Presbyterian. There is an Anglican church north of the border, but the Queen, out of deference uh, to the uh, and also part of the agreement uh, with the Act of Union worshipped as a Presbyterian when she was north of the border. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, In an era of Black Lives Matter and uh, so on, it's going to be an interesting stage, a challenge for uh, King Charles. I don't know that I've seen him worshipping terribly often, but uh, have you? Oh, well, I I think, Jerry, we have to have an appreciation that Charles has a very intellectual interest in Christianity. He committed himself, by the way, in his speech a few hours ago. I stayed up till three in the morning to watch his speech, as first speech as, as king, and he did commit himself to the Church of England uh, as its supreme governor to defending the Church of England. But interestingly, I think he very much shares the Queen's view, and this was a view that was reflected back in 2012 on her 60th anniversary, where she said that the Church of England was not, and its role as an established church was not about privileging Anglicanism in the United Kingdom. It was about being an umbrella for all the other faiths that could then celebrate uh, mm. freedom of religion. And, and I thought that was a very deft kind of way, a thing that she did back in 2012. Now, Charles has a very intellectual interest in Christianity and other faiths. He has been an extraordinary uh, mover when it comes to issues of interreligious understanding. He established Mm. at Oxford University uh, a centre for the study of the Islamic world. He's fascinated by other faiths very much in the same way that his late father was. Mm. He, He, I think, has a more intellectual curiosity about religion 
Um, the Queen's was, if you like, a more pure faith. But I wouldn't, I'd be very surprised if Charles, who is, I, I believe, um, an Anglican who loves the Book of Common Prayer, does not continue to uphold in a very energetic way um, that commitment. Just, just one Laura, final point. He yeah. did famously say he might be interested in declaring himself a defender of faith as opposed to a, right. a, a defender of the faith. That's quite right. I remember that was very important, actually. I've forgotten that. Uh, Andrew West, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure, Jerry. Andrew West, my colleague on The Religion Report. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.